Hello and welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. And I am Ray. I am joined by Ray here. Uh -huh. uh, and folks, there is a plethora of gaming news this week because we just finished up e the Electronic 3. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And there is. Ray and I thought we should record some thoughts and throw it up as a podcast because... That's what we do here. As we do once a year, every year. Uh, real quick, I wanted to get some bad news, kind of badish news out of the way. Don't. Um, while E3 was going on, Amazon laid off a several dozen employees. But laid off is kind of a weird word to use in this context. Uh, the Amazon Gaming Division, let me be specific. This is actually is pertinent to what we're talking about. Uh, they canceled a couple different unannounced gaming projects. This is from Kotaku, by the way. And this just came across my news feed, like, today. And so laid off is a weird word to use because they're still being paid. And they were given a 60-day notice to find a different position in the company because their projects were canceled. So when Jason Scryer, who's the one that penned this article, uh, read the, wrote the words laid off, I think the proper word is moved around the company is what I, I think. Use. I mean, that's still technically a layoff, but it's definitely, we've seen way less, way less, uh, um, I mean, that's still pretty good that they're, that's pretty good, like legit good on Amazon to, you know, try and find other work for those those team members and yeah stuff because there are some like the telltale situation where it's just like well the company exploded you're all fired you're never fine. forget never forget never telltale. forget <laughs> all right that out of the way uh this is actually a good way to do it i'd like to see more companies do this if they can afford to do so uh where you don't just like up oh, you're all of you are out in your ass you're like okay we'll try to fit you within the company you got two months and if there is literally not a fit for you in this company then we give you a severance and we part ways. Some I think that's say, extremely fair. Some would say if you can't afford to do things like that, maybe you can't afford to be in business. Oof. Oof. I'm just saying. Hot take. Mike with the hot takes early in the Saturday. I'm just saying. It's just, you know, it just makes sense to me and it's the ethical thing to do. So I agree with you. As someone still in the game industry, I do want to have protections in case something goes south. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on all of the wood. Uh, you want to talk about uh, want to talk about day one with EA Play? Sure. We're going to kind of run down just the normal uh, the schedule here of, of E3 just to kind of organize things. First up was, uh, sat was last Saturday with EA. Um, let's what what see did you here. think of this, Mike? Because... Uh, I guess... Um, I think everyone was most curious about Star Wars Fallen Order. It's a new mm -hmm. Jedi game from Respawn. And I mean other than and I am I I think I I heard that people who played it liked it a little, I think the people who played it got a little bit better of a uh impression of the game or a, it, it almost felt like it was a different game from what was shown. Because what was shown, yeah. I was not super wild about. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously early. Yeah. Uh, this is a caveat for everything going forward, so I just don't have to repeat myself. Yeah, this um, was an alpha build, so yeah. set expectations. Like, basically everything we saw is, so. 
Just oh, and there's now a Bioware Anthem alpha build where they say, yeah, we're an alpha two months before release. That That's not how an alpha build works. Uh, that's, that's not what that word means. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's not, there wasn't one thing I could point to. It just... There are a lot of things that looked familiar. Like, you're kind of traversing an environment in, like, an, you know, Uncharted-style way. It kind of feels like a combination of God of War and mm-hmm. like from last year and Sekiro from this year yeah. but it's not nearly as good as either of those yeah and it just it, from the combat like not to say that I'm you know a, the hoity-toity high horse of video game combat but mm. it was just like yeah that's their health bar that's their block bar if you parry, you get rid of the block bar. Like, it looked, it looked fine. fine. Yeah, it looked fine. It didn't look bad by any means. Uh, I can't wait to see more of it. I guess some of the uh, there's there was one scene I just cra- I was cracking up watching because like uh, mm. um, where like Forrest Whit because like Forrest Whitaker's character from Rogue One is in this game, and he like mm. comes down and like blah blah blah, blah do this. And then, like, just shoots this, like, one arm shoots this grapple hook, and, like, just, like, Poochie floats away out of the scene. And just something about it just looked so silly. Because I was like, wait, how is, like, because it looked like it was just a straight line. It was just goofy looking. And so. He walks in, gives you Whitaker eye, and then Poochie's out of the scene. <laughs> And uh, um, just something about like that cutscene. Just I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what they what that game looks like. Um, some other kind of impressions after, not just from the the demo itself, mm-hmm. like the trailer or like the the vid- video gameplay, but actual gameplay. Apparently, people said it has kind of like a Metroid, like a almost like a Metroid uh, kind of feel to it with like the map and stuff. And I was like, okay. Interesting. So it, it sounds like they're leaning very hard on like the Dark Souls thing, but just if you want a cool Star Wars game with lightsabers uh, in it, that looks like it. But instead uh, of lightsabers, it's samurai swords. And instead of force powers, you have ninja powers. It's a game called Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, and it's already out. I know you're taking the piss, but the way you describe that does make it sound kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> replace Sam, replace like, lightsabers with katanas and replace force powers with ninja powers and you're like yeah I'd play that I, I would play the hell out of that well that I've got cool. great news for you right it's <gasps> already out oh my gosh it's great. and it's called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and you oh. can get it on Steam ah. and honestly it's probably on sale right now So I would guarantee it yeah yeah that's I, that's kind of what I thought about uh with that um, um i guess like, I the rest watching... of ea was some apex there was some apex legends news did you see any of mm-hmm. that stuff yeah they announced a new character that apparently a lot of people in the community had like dug around in the code and found out about it's watson it's a uh an engineer uh an engineer yeah an, an engineer that uses electrical fences to kind of block off certain paths oh. and one one of their i think it was their alt uh, gives them the ability to like shoot down incoming projectiles up to including artillery strikes from 
uh, Bangalore and Gibraltar, which looked really cool. And they announced a new gun. It's called the Hailstorm. And it's a gun that only pops down in uh, the last crates of the game. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with Apex, which is all three of you, uh, in the last couple of rounds when the drop crates are coming in, uh, you might get the Kraber, or you might get the Mastiff. The Mastiff being this incredibly powerful shotgun that will just dead you in two hits. And the Kraber, which will, if it hits you in the head, kill you no matter what your armor schema is. No matter what, Ooh. it doesn't matter. So like You're... some real heavy-duty stuff? It's based on the fifty caliber sniper rifle, so I get it. It makes sense. Uh, but So that's where the new gun, the Hailstorm, comes from. So basically, the only people that are going to get this gun are the people that are almost destined to win the match. Uh, which is fine. I don't care. That's fine. New gun. Hooray. Uh, added new content for... Uh, no new maps. Uh, they are adding a new season. They're reworking the way the Battle Pass works. Minimal stuff. I do want to give a small notice to the EA conference itself. It was the only conference that was so cringy, I turned off the sound and just played some other video game in the background. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, this is... I, I, this is just marketing awfulness. Oh. Uh, they did show off, like, there's a toy version out there of that robot that they uh, showed in Star Wars Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. um, it looks cute. looks adorable. Uh, but other than that, they announced a bunch of sports games. That was it. That's all the EA conference was there. No Anthem news. I, I don't know if you expected anything, but... Whew, that, uh... Man, Bioware... Yeah. Bam! What is going on? <laughs> yeah, they should uh, maybe think about that. Um, they should get on that. Yeah, let's move on to day two before we jump down the anthem rabbit hole. Uh, was day two Microsoft? Or was that Bethesda? My apologies, I earnestly forget. Uh, day two was... Day two was uh, Microsoft. Cool. They showed off the trailer to Halo Infinite. You got four minutes of no gameplay. And let's set... I think... I think we have set a tone with this year's E3 that's going to keep coming up. And I don't know if you noticed it as well, Mike. Uh -huh. And it was... This is the E3 where we will show more trailers than gameplay. And we hope that that is enough for you. Yeah. There's one game in particular that they did that. Not, not, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll get to that one. Yeah. We'll get to that one because. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Um, yeah, lots of. Like, th they kind of got me with the Halo nostalgia because I haven't played any since Reach. Um, you haven't missed out on anything. You could stop at Reach. But, like, it's but, okay. Like, <laughs> but the shield power up sound got me. Like, the old mm -hmm. Master Chief voice got me. I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't, I'll, I'll keep my eye on this. Okay. I may be back around for a new Halo. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, it, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I just wanted some gameplay of Halo Infinite. I know this sounds weird, but the reason why I bought an Xbox in 2000, yeah, 2002 was to play Halo. And That's why everyone sing, an Xbox. Well, that, you're, you're right. Killer app. Um... And well, you're right, watching Master Chief walk out in what looked like the Mark I armor, it was like, oh, good, good, now let's see what that looks like. And she says, no, 
we don't run. We fight. Oh, yeah. Here it goes. Yeah. And Good cut night. the black. But. Ah! Oh! You're. It, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> you can't do that to me. Yeah, I think I think it sounds like Xbox was teeing up a lot of games. I think the reason why they had so many trailers was that they're teeing up a lot of these games to be like next gen, like release window, because uh, that's what they did. Is um, they just showed a off a segue. crap ton of games. Uh, I guess the big one, um, uh, big one, a couple of big ones for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The Outer Worlds from the team that did Fallout New Vegas looks like a really kind of interesting. Um, I'm I've really fell off the wagon hard on like RPGs like The Witcher or Fallout. Like I don't I don't yeah. I fell off. I used to be really into those, and I fell off super hard. I, I think it's because we're in that age group where it's like it's such a time sink, and you want to get a game where you can just hit part of my vernacular hit it quit it and then move on something like that yeah that's the thing is because it's it used it's funny because like it's like oh this is a 150 hour journey and like when i was like a kid i'm like oh that sounds great and now i'm just like no thank you thank you i'm glad i'm not the only one that feels that way like the first thing i do before i buy a game is go to howlongtobeat.com and find out how much of an investment this game is going to be Unless it's like Destiny, in which case you understand it's... But but just like, what, yesterday? We played like two hours of Destiny, and we're good. We're, we're solid. Yeah, I, I like Destiny because it's like a good balance of like, if I just want to do like one thing, I can just do that. Like, it's it's good to like hop in and out, but like this long RPGs, it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that literally that killed it for me was The Witcher 3 in that part where you're chasing Dandelion all around the country oh i hate it Um, but that i think the outer worlds had like an interesting setting that i i'm curious to see i've heard there's some really good people working on that so i'm curious to see what that looks like um let me see you want to talk about the uh project scarlet that they popped off a little bit of news about yeah i because it sounds like it's yeah it's the the working type it's like the code development name for the new xbox coming in 2020 mm-hmm. um kind of sound it sounds like spec wise it's pretty similar to we'll need josh for the tech the true tech minute here yep, yep. Um, but it sounds like spec wise that it's pretty similar to the ps5 and that it's going to have a stock solid state drive um and honestly, I think that's like I, I think I, like we said with the PS5 stuff. I think that's probably my that's super exciting just because <clears throat> a solid state drives are great, and b I'm also really curious to see like what developers will do when they know everyone in the install base has a solid state drive. Like, how does that change how they build games? Yeah, that's like uh, a brief brief tangent. That's hmm. kind of why I don't think like why Google Stadia isn't really on my radar at all because yeah. it's just a way for me to stream games that I can already play, which is like, <laughs> I, it, I am the, I'm not their target for that, but like it, the thing that would get m- someone like me or like you or Josh mm-hmm. to get into Stadia would be at least, I'm not speak Josh, but like, I mean, cause they have all this, like all this like computing power and then they're streaming it out to you. Like, 
they need to there are things that they can do that are completely different from any other like the exclusive I, w- I want to see a stadia game that is exclusive to stadia because it cannot be re- it's something that can't be replicated on an, a, an xbox or, or pc or just like a, a single psc or a ps4 like i don't know if that's possible but like that's the that's the that would be the most interesting i i feel like there's just i, I you know not to say that they're like not using their imagination but it's just like mm-hmm. yeah you can we could stream you video of a game i'm like that's cool <laughs> but like i hope you're thinking about ways to set yourself apart from um i don't like i don't know it like just feels like they're not like it feels like there's such a there's like a really i feel like really smart people could do something that is could not be done anywhere else with how, how stadia is like a streaming thing and actually while, while we're talking about stadia can we just quickly divert like spend two minutes maybe three Asking yes. who is the target market for Google Stadia? Because it's no one I work with. It's no one I know or hang out with. But Because some people just have either internet restrictions or they already have plans to buy the newer consoles coming out. Or they just don't... Uh, they just have zero interest in it. Uh, it's, it's me for a variety... It's not me for a variety of reasons because I just don't trust 100% streamed gaming... I don't want to pay $60 for a game I actually don't own and can't boot up without an internet connection. That sounds like I'm a sucker. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, this is also E3-related because they had had an announcement on, like, Thursday just ahead of E3 anyway that was basically just to get out of the news where they announced some of this. And I think there is some sort of subscription model that Mm -hmm. includes – will include some games that they'll announce – but the other thing is that you're buying full price games a la carte, and it's that like e- even if someone's like, yeah, you're technically leasing it on Steam, but like I can play a Steam game offline. Like, yeah, I know I can't play Destiny Two off of line, but that's just the nature of like a multiplayer online game. Yeah, you know what you're signing up for for like a always online type of game yeah. like Destiny or Warcraft. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, but if I like. But it's just, like, a lot to, like... I don't know, it's a lot to thing. ask. It, it, it's, it's, that's the thing, is, like, it would be, like, it's, like, iTunes, like, you could buy an album, mm-hmm. but you can't put it, you can't, you can't, like, take your iPod offline. It's just, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it, that, that, actually, that is such a perfect analogy, you always have the album. You can't transfer it anywhere else that doesn't have iTunes. And you have to constantly have an internet connection. Yeah, so if you're on a plane, like, get effed. It's just, yeah, it, it's like, I don't, it, 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 it it's just kind of like the, uh, there's something just weird about that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like, jumping from, like, physical media to, like, digital media there are going to be things like that we're trusting like this these massive companies to like hold up these services that they may not be interested in doing and (laughs) it really doesn't help that google has very much is very willing to like drop projects Uh, google glass google wave inbox 
Yeah, like they, mm, they're drop, very willing to, to like YouTube gaming. Like they're very well. <laughs> they, historically, they've been very. Uh, they've had no problem about just like just dropping something if mm -hmm. it's if it's not working. So it, it's so they've. I mean, obviously they're like, no, we're in for the long haul here. But you know, they can't not say that. So that it, it it'll be curious to see like if they stick with that like what kind of games get at, like how competitive that subscription service is with things like game pass from microsoft which is you know people are there people are saying good things about yeah so i don't know the whole thing just seems like i don't know man we'll see well we'll we'll, we'll see about stadia but i i i don't expect much from it i'm sure like some some tech bros and tech girls that have way more money uh probably you or i and just have an extra amount of time will buy it give it a shot say they love it and then they'll go in the closet with their oculus rift oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. moving on yeah um, moving on uh, you, uh there was a 180 dollar microsoft xbox elite controller announced and that's bold, Microsoft. That's a now, lot. That's a for lot a controller. of money. Yeah. Not Controllers these that. days are already like seventy bucks, and I'm like, God, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that thing better like walk my dog. I mean, so it has completely moddable buttons and moddable okay. thumbsticks, so that you can adjust yeah, the so resistance like, of the thumbsticks. That does, okay. That does seem pretty cool. Like, if I was a noob who played with the controller, I mean, yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, it'd be good. Uh, Honestly, that'd be good for like fighting games, because like, no. Oh, come on, man! If you're playing the fighting game seriously, you're grabbing some sticks. No, hey, Sonic Fox is the hero of the proletariat because he wins tournaments hey. with, with a PS4 controller. So, hey, you know what? Hold on, back up. He wins tournaments with a base PS4 controller, the one oh. that came in the box <laughs> with the bad lag. With the bat, oh, and he drops it at E3. <laughs> Not E3, Evo. I'm sorry. Got Dropping E3. inputs left and right, and you still can't touch him. How no. Feel? Well, <laughs> so, uh... all right. Sonic Fox proving that the Elite Controller is a waste of your money. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Y you do. All right. Uh, Gears 5 was announced. I Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. All right. Not that big of a Gears of War fan, but a lot of people are, and I respect that. All right, that was most of Microsoft beyond um, uh, announcing yeah, new consoles. I, I played the original Gears. Um, Gears, I like. I played Gears one and two, and I was like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I don't know I if I'm gonna, gonna gonna be in for a Gears five though. I'm, I don't think so. There, uh, there's a lot of sales of them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, two more ones I want to hit for Microsoft. I mean, they and they they just showed off like just a ton of games. So, uh, big ones for me are Elden Ring, which is ooh, a new. Oh, it, they've said it's like an open world fantasy game with kind mm -hmm. of Dark Souls ish combat. This is this is from the uh, from from Software, makers of Sekiro, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, etc. <laughs> unscripted favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. In collaboration with George R. R. Martin himself. So it's it's bought sight unseen from me. Right. Um, so long as it's not published by Activision, you you got my money. It it, it look. Wait, once again, they only showed a trailer. They showed a minute and a half trailer. I yeah. 
don't know what to make of it. Honestly. I mean, I imagine that game is still probably a ways off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I like the world building of the Dark Souls games. And I like the world building of uh, the Game of Thrones universe. So, I like I very much like the idea of those two people working together. That sounds great. That sounds I'm excellent. so there for that. Going to keep that one on the radar. Yeah, I'm stoked about that. Uh, and then um, the Keanu Reeves game. Oh, yes. Let, let, let's swerve on into that. Skirt. Uh, again, this is the, the top, third game in the row we mentioned. E3 moment with Keanu Reeves talking about this game. He's just so wholesome and great. Because Keanu Reeves is amazing. He's an great. amazing human being. Good on you, Mr. Reeves. Uh, again, another high-profile game where they went out of their way to make sure you they gave you as much trailer footage, all four minutes, and not one single minute of gameplay. Now, <clears throat> to CD Projekt Red's credit, they actually did announce uh, during their presser why they were not showing uh, any gameplay footage. They said it's like in a state between Alpha and Beta, something like that. And they're not sure how it would look, and we want to only show you the best footage. So they're only showing gameplay yeah. footage, and I think they gave hands-on time to actual people that are actually press, so that they can yeah. get their opinion. Yeah, and it sounds like, um, I mean, first of all, they gave us a release date, so it's like it was like April twenty twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. So we got a date, um, and uh, it, it sounds good. like. I, just, I think the impressions that I I, I got from the uh, the hands-on demo was that you know it's kind of like a next-gen Deus Ex type deal, and uh, that sounds great. So that sounds just uh, curious to. I will probably play that game. I'm curious to like I said, I'm a little nervous about like big RPGs like that just because I don't know about the time, but I, I I can get into a big RPG like that if it's sci-fi based. Because I know they can have a lot of fun messing around with technology, and that's true. Uh, so, like, so I'm I'm really curious to see where. I think I'll probably be there for that, especially if Keanu Reeves is like your AI like partner and is like a big character in the game. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Any other Microsoft <clears throat> shots? Uh no. I think opening with Cyberpunk. I mean, closing out with Cyberpunk was a uh, really really cool. Uh, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. The trailer, at least, looked really cool. It showed hacking. It showed augmentations of, like, the guy throwing out knives out of his forearms. That looked awesome. Uh, it showed that their HUD is built into everyone's eyes. I thought that was cool. It, it looks cool. I, I like it. I liked what I saw. Okay. Well, moving on, on to, to Bethesda. Oh, my gosh. Folks. I was... Mm. I respect the we fact Todd Howard had the nerve to show his face. <laughs> They're like, we knew that this game was a little rough, but you played it anyway. <laughs> like pigs, you ate your slop, and we are so happy that you did. I, I Again, I know so you're taking are, the piss. We here at Bethesda are gracious enough to reward you. Oh, my gosh. NPCs are coming. Non-playable characters are coming to Fallout 76. Uh, uh, I really feel bad that Todd Howard walked out on stage to a standing ovation. That actually makes me feel weird. 
Because yeah. he lied last year. You know what else makes me feel weird? What? Watching stuff about Fallout 76, adding like a, uh, what do you call it? Um, adding like a Battle Royale mode. Mm-hmm. Especially at, like after watching Chernobyl. I'm like, I know these things are two very different things. Mm-hmm. But man, the Fallout games have really changed. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, remember? Not, like the horror, the horror of like nuclear, like obliteration, and the horrors of something that we do not, you know, understand when mankind gets reckless and we suffer consequences for it. And it's just, and Fallout seventy six is just not at all interested in engaging in that in no. any way, and that's fine, but. It feels a little weird. <laughs> I am still shocked. Also, as you just said earlier, Pete Hines had the nerve to show his face and say, we're adding NPCs. Like, why is this news? Oh, my gosh. Why are you people clapping? <laughs> it, was just, it was very funny. Um, you want to talk about uh, that guy in the audience that kept cheering at every damn thing? They s- no, I don't. Actually. Okay, let's ignore him, please. Um, one thing. Hey, for, uh, I, I, hey, I want to be fair for a second. For the people that love Fallout seventy six, this is probably great news for you. Good. I hope you guys good are happy for, with good it. Good for you. Yeah, great. Great, great news for you. For everyone else. Clack 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 clack. Um. Next up with Bethesda, I thought that uh. That Ghostwire Tokyo game, that looks pretty interesting. I like mm-hmm. the, um, well, first of all, the uh, developer who came out and uh, the director, like her presentation on it was very, was very cool and she she's adorable. That was that entire thing. Was yeah, adorable. she she's it's very cool. I really like. I think my favorite parts of E3 are when like you don't just have like the the C suite people coming up, but mm-hmm. you have like like the actual like game directors and like. Uh, and because she's like d- like designed, like she worked on Okami, Bayonetta, so mm-hmm. like it's really cool to see um, people who are so clearly like super passionate about sharing like something that they've been working on. So it was, and uh, just her presentation was just like she was very stoked about it, and it was super. It's always it's my favorite things of E three. So I think it just looks like a very cool like kind of Japanese horror type thing. Yeah. So I am uh, super there to see what I think that is a very cool looking uh, uh, game. That trailer Go- was really dope. Ghostwire, uh, right? Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, I'll have footage of these games running in the background, by the way, for those of you watching the YouTube version of this. Or for those of you listening that are curious what we're talking about, go to the YouTube version at uh, <clears throat> unscripted podcast at youtube.com. Just type that in. Sorry, plug. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm super interested in seeing what that is. Uh, we got some new Wolfenstein. Um, was that co-op? I think what? so. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I don't know how how much to say about that. Uh, I know it's just another trailer, but uh, mm-hmm. Death Loop, a new game from Arcane Studios. Makers of Dishonored 1 and 2, which are some of my favorite games. 
I'm super stoked to see what that is. They've got some kind of, I don't know if it's like a weird, like, persistent. Um, I, I'm curious. I feel like their pitch could translate into a really interesting, a really interesting and really different kind of game. Yeah. Like, I could almost, it almost seems like it's kind of like a roguelike kind of thing where you're constantly, you have to, like, complete objectives, but you're constantly being hunted by this other player whether that's mm-hmm. like a real person or the game or something, I think that pitch is very interesting. Uh, and that was a very snazzy and stylish trailer, uh, which means it will obviously obviously be a snazzy and stylish game and that there's no difference between games and trailers. So there, uh, there we go. <laughs> there never is. Ever. Great. I'm sold. You want to uh, talk about the big boy that Bethesda rolled out? The, oh, oh. Man, mm, some of that Doom I had, Eternal. I had kind of forgotten how good that old that uh, most recent Doom was, and then I saw Doom <laughs> Eternal, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that game was amazing." Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. There's that GIF I shared with you and Josh of Doom Marine loading himself into a uh, acceleration cannon, a Gauss cannon. He's like, move that, move that round out of the way. I'm firing myself at the demons. <laughs> yeah, just weird. I, I'm, I'm super stoked to see. Like, I, I feel like an underrated thing about that first Doom is how funny it is. Like, they, yes. it's not like a comedy, but they, and they know that the like Doom guy is ridiculous. Hmm. It, it just like in his reckless disregard for anything is very funny. And so I had just hope that they like can continue to do more of that stuff. Cause like when he, um, Oh, like I'm just trying to think of, a, yeah, there's just so many great examples of it when he's like, Hey, don't break this. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, you're talking about when he's like, uh, grabbing those little reactor cores, the arcane reactor cores. Like, yes. Let, I love the last one, the third one, where he's about to kick it again. And Sam Samuel Harden says, listen, listen, I know that's demon energy there, but if you destroy that, you set humanity back to square one. And you see him almost think about it. And, and like, then he punches no it. Demon stuff. <laughs> It's great. Ah. I, I hope they do more of that. Did you know in Doom Eternal, and I didn't know this until I tried to get an achievement, each uh, demon has at minimum four different kill animations, as in when you do your like uh, your glory kill animation. Mm-hmm. One of them with, like I forget the name of the demon, it's the one that walks around with a gun. Doomerine picks up, uh, kicks their leg so hard it separates at the kneecap, and then beats them over the head with Yeah, I just hope we get more of that stuff. So, like, that first game, like, felt so good. Yes. I mean, so, I they just, just more of it sounds uh, great. Um, also, this sounds weird. I'm curious to see where the storyline goes in Doom Eternal. Because the yeah. storyline in Doom wasn't bad. Yeah. Kind of cool. All right. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, let's see here. Was it Square Enix next? Uh, it was Square Enix or Ubisoft for our next ones. Um, <laughs> Skip Ubisoft. 
Yeah, honestly, I, like watch. I like the idea of Watch Dogs uh, Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of I I am curious to see how far they can go with like the there's no protagonist you can play as anyone's system. There's a game that I really like. What's it called? I I played on I played on Steam here. Uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, it's not. It's called Heat Signature. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it it like I really like kind because each of the characters has like kind of a weird like generated own story. Like, oh, my personal mission is to like get back at this guy for killing my brother, and then like you have to do missions to kind of get them to complete their personal mission. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels cool to like kind of build up the like little story on your own and like how they like play differently from other people. So I am curious to see how I think it's really interesting to like see a, that kind of like that kind of idea applied to like a big triple A game. Like I think there I think there's a really interesting kind of potential there. Mm-hmm with like how you kind of like with it, with how you like tell your own story through your own character and like get attached to one character and then something happens and oh you like oh then it makes you really want to go to like try and rescue them or like get them out of jail or something like so i i think that there's i like the pitch um did you play the other watchdog games i was no. curious Mm-mm. i hear two's really good if you're interested yeah i heard people really like two as well uh yeah so, the rest, um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, just... It's alright, alright. I, I, Wildlands is a guilty pleasure, aside from all, like, the weird-ass imperialism, and it's okay to send death squads to narco-states. The states <laughs> the countries we determine are narco-states, and you're like, what? You know, again, so, you're on fire today, that second sentence is actually the game! Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> it's like... If the shoot like the, I like the <laughs> tactics and like kind of the planning out the like you know engagements or whatever, but if mm-hmm. you think about it for more than like five seconds, <laughs> you're just like. If you ch- try to chapo trap house this game, it becomes really problematic really quick. You don't even have to do that. You just have to like read the back of the box or wait for your <laughs> char- or wait for your character to say, "Oh shit balls." It's just uh, the. the, the um, it's a jank uh, that keeps you coming back, though. Admit it's, uh, it. It's a jank. See, it doesn't. Even, that's the thing is, it didn't even have good open world jank. It had. Moving on, we can't talk about it. Uh, Square Enix. Um, um, now you know I have to geek out for the next thirty-eight minutes about the I'm, Final Fantasy. I've VII never played before. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> I never. Pl- I will. Ne- I do not plan to. Mm-hmm. Uh, go fire away. Okay, so I, in all reality, I'm gonna keep it quick because I was so happy that the remake was playable at E3. They showed lots of gameplay footage, unlike a it lot of other good. games. Oh man! Oh man! I turned 15 again. I was seeing some of that footage. Yeah, uh, like I um uh like I saw like. People were really jazzed about how, like, they took the original design of the character mm-hmm. and then, like, and how they perfectly translated that into, like, an actually good graphics 
um, era, like Tifa, for example, like how she, like her, like outfit can, and how they kind of like pulled that from what it looked like originally. Yeah. Uh, like, and how it like, but it all like makes sense, but like fits the fashion of the world. It's like all, and for all the characters, like all that stuff looked really good. So I was like, I, cause I like Final Fantasy seven is just, I never really played many of the Final Fantasy games anyway. Like the most mm-hmm. I played was like tactics, I think. Um, but, uh, I was watching some of that footage. I'm like, man, this looks pretty good. So, I, I am a little worried about a couple things. Uh, so most of the trailer footage that you saw was from the first two hours of the original game. Like, it's not very far at all. Mm-hmm. And so when they keep showing, that's all the footage that we have for right now. Granted, it was playable on the floor. Um, that gets me a little worried. Like. Because it's been said, like, I think it was in 2016, like, Final Fantasy VII is going to be... Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be a multi-part game. Like, this is part yeah. one, part two, part three. All right, how long is part one going to be? Because you're scaring me when all you show is the Midgar Reactor Sector, which is the start of the game. If you keep showing me that, I'm getting a little yeah, gun-shy. I, I, I get the sense that they're going to, like, almost, like brought like add more depth to some of those areas or something or that mm-hmm. that's the sense that i got is that they're going to do more with those areas i don't know i so, definitely i see your concern though i, I do want to like assuage some of that concern i guess for myself so when they were announcing final fantasy 15 all the footage they showed for final fantasy 15 except for one boss fight that they threw in there all of that ended up being from like the first five hours of the game as well so, might not be as bad. Also, uh, they gave a release date. Oh my gosh, they gave an actual damn release date. I, I can't believe it. I lived long enough to see them say the date, Mike. March 20th, uh, 2020. Don't just stop following me on Twitter as it is right now, because that's all I'm going to talk about anytime they say something new. Yeah, March 20, March next, uh, 20 next year is show, shaping up to be, uh, a lot. There's a it lot is. of stuff. As uh, we get to. But first... That's really all I gotta say about that. I'm leaving it there. Well, yeah, we should talk about the Avengers game. Do we have to? There wasn't... Man. Not... Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's the fact that the hair looked like it was a single model. On <laughs> I don't even... You know, I don't even think it's, like, uncanny, like valley with um with like the mcu uh yeah actors because you know um the peter parker in the spider-man game doesn't look like anybody but uh you know that that, uh, that was uh, that's fine. fair but man that that the trailer i don't know if anybody got to play it but like that trailer just i was duh apparently it was I, playable in the showroom floor I am not really sure what to think about that, especially if it's coming a year from now. Give them time. And they've got, like, they've got, like, you know, all the the big voice actors. Like, you got your Troy Baker, your Nolan North, but, mm-hmm. uh, man, I don't know. It, it didn't I was look... not super. It just, 
I, you know, we, it's so we didn't. I feel like we saw the first mission. That's what we saw. Like, we saw the tutorial. Yeah. yeah. But I just unimpressed. I I just am not super jazzed about. And that's fine. Maybe it'll get better in like a year from now. But eh, it, it did not look like the most impressive. Yeah. I, I like. I can't put my finger on a single thing. Like I I don't know what it it's just like a lot of little things just make make me think it's like well that looks like a button mash that looks like a quick time like a cutscene, quick mm-hmm. time event that looks like a quick time event like hmm, oh let me hit you with know. the two piece uh as a while we're talking about the marvel game the switch announced ultimate alliance uh which looked great because yeah. the ultimate alliance games are so freaking fun yeah and that roster looks huge which mm, mm, it look it's looking nice it's looking nice C- compared to the, i don't want to like get into like a a faux pissing match between marvel adventures and ultimate alliance but if i had to choose between the two i'm going with the franchise that i know already. right now i think that's definitely the safe bet i would agree yeah uh, and speaking of ultimate alliance since that is a nintendo switch exclusive mm. why don't we move on to the last big uh show uh which was Nintendo's Direct. Nintendo and, knows, and they've just and, figured out how to do an E3. Uh, and they, direct. I'm, I'm, they crushed it. Yes, because they uh, announced uh, a couple exciting new characters for Smash Bros. You got the Dragon Quest heroes, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you got Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, it finally that, happened. Like, that trailer was so good because it was like a redo of the King K. Rule trailer. Because mm-hmm. it makes sense because they're all from the rare games. And it's like. Banjo is rare to go. Like, just a great, like. It, it was just. It was real good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We got uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. I really like Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I am not a fan of Gooigi. I. There's some problems with I that. Feel, that name is problematic. I feel like a pervert every time I talk about Luigi. <laughs> see, there's this. Uh, go see this great clown. He will cheer you up and uh, and make you feel better. But doctor, oh, I am no. a Luigi. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, so I I'm de- though I am deeply disturbed by the concept of Luigi. You you can your vacuum now can slam ghosts. That seems really fun. That seems great. It's funny. It's just slapping the shit out of ghosts. Yeah, like, he doesn't seem as like, scared of ghosts if he's body slamming them into other no, ghosts. That's great. Like I, I really I think people really sleep on that first one because like um, I still remember like when we first got a GameCube. That was the first game I had, and mm. like the. Like the close up of Luigi opening the door to like hide the load. I was like, video games will never surpass this. These, this is the most graphics possible. We have is, peaked. I have seen into the eye of God, and it is Luigi <laughs> opening a door with his cold breath coming out of I his know. mouth. But now it's Gooigi, and it just no. everything feels forsaken <laughs> and wrong. He has forsaken us. Uh, you're a fan uh, of Fire Emblem, right? Sure am. Uh, you see that trailer for Fire Emblem Three Houses? Sure did. Yeah, yeah. I'm a. Uh, I I I'm bounced there. off of Fire Emblem Birthright, but uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Birthright is pretty good, but I played a lot of Awakening. Oh, Awakening here. is like... There's, it, it's Awakening is the kind of game, if you're not careful, you can lose just an entire day, just like, boop, and you're just like, oh, what I, happened? I may have done everything possible in Awakening. Man, I kind so of good. loved that game. <laughs> Especially when you get, like, the kid Morgan, and she, and or, like, uh, your kid, and they're, like, they're just incredibly overpowered and just can just destroy people. It is so fun. I, um, uh... Yes. Can I say about more Fire Emblem? That sounds yes. good. Uh, uh, there is the Panzer Dragoon remake. That that's one, wild. That is nuts. I love it, though. Is the Switch just a portable Dreamcast? I... Don't... Don't give me... Oh my gosh! We forgot to cover this. This was covered in... Uh, this was covered also in part of the Switch. Fantasy Star Online 2! Oh, shit! <laughs> I... I remember one of my first like online experiences was playing the Fantasy Star Online demo, mm-hmm. like the free one, and just doing that like over and over. And I'm like, this is so cool. They're like other oh, people in this place, and they're fighting the same guys with their energy sword too. Like, yes. It. And that coming on Switch, I was just like, man. Me and my boy Kevin, oh. when we were roommates, we dumped easily 300 hours into that game. Uh, when it was on GameCube, uh, when it was GameCube split screen. Oh my gosh. And he sent me a note on Facebook and he's like, are you in? I'm like, oh, oh, you already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> We're not playing around. That is a day one. Per- I, I have been so, I've been waiting for Fancy Star Online 2 to come to s- the United States since it, it was in Japan back in like 2013, uh, 2014. But this is it, and it's going to be portable. Oh, oh, this is the best timeline. Well, it's, okay, it's it, very good. This yeah, is a good very one. Excited. Uh, next up for Nintendo really just had everything. Like, uh, oh, they did. Um, let me see here. What else? Uh, yeah, they the showed Wild off. Um, they got some. Yeah, uh, no more heroes three. I forget uh, that. That first game is such a weird but really cool thing. So more of that sounds good. I'm down for that. Um, I am very down for that. Uh, Breath of the Wild on. 2. They showed a 30 second yeah, trailer. A Breath of the Wild sequel. Confirmed. And that was it. They showed a 30 give second trailer that now, said we are please. working on Breath of the Wild 2. Give, give me now. Have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, please. Um, I bet that's probably a next year, like next winter, you fall. Tw- you think of 2020 next year? Yeah, because it it'll have been three years uh, since, because Breath of the Wild was spring 2017. So that's, that's a, you know, fall 2020. I think that kind of lines up for a sequel. Yeah, okay. I'd buy that. Yeah. yeah I'm um, a, that's a good holiday gift. Yeah, then what else we got? Oh, well, that, just, uh, they got a couple other Zelda games. You got Cadence of a Hyrule. Oh, that yeah, that's on my Switch now. now. Oh, you ought to let us know. I'm, I'm, you should let me know if it's good or not, because I'm, I'm curious about it. Do you like rhythm games? Yes. Do you like roguelites? Yes. Then go buy it now. <laughs> it, it's well, got gr- great music. 
It's Zelda based. It's a uh-huh. roguelite rhythm game. Uh huh. And it's a dungeon crawler. It's uh huh. Your, your your movement and your attacks are based on you button pressing with the timing of the music. Oh my god! Why so it's like click 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 click. Oh, and it's it's fun. It's fun. Oh, well. Okay. You need to go, you need to go get up on that and lose a couple hours. Uh, to got that Link's Awakening remake. That looks adorable. That looks adorable and great. I never played that one, so I'm super stoked about that. What? Yeah, you should give that a shot. Uh, and probably uh, we got some Contra games coming. Oh yeah, Konami decided to be a video game company for a little bit. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> we should stop being a health club and release video games. <laughs> and probably my. Uh, personal favorite news was uh animal crossing new oh, horizons yeah. Yeah. gonna be going on an island You're gonna build a little town and do animal crossing stuff push to march 2020 but that looks great the apples stack automatically i have not played enough animal crossing to know if that's a good thing or this not. is a god beam uh, <laughs> I, mm, it is hard to put into words just how take a breath (laughs) i love how that little bit of news you're like and there's a tear down my eye the fruit stack i I love the how the new ceo oh what he's not the well i guess he's the president of nintendo of america now why he announced why animal crossing is getting delayed and he said uh, it's because we don't want to crunch our workers to release it out next year. And that's a, I think that's a really solid reason. And yeah, yeah. yeah. part of me is also like, what if it was always going to be? Yeah. Part of me is very like skeptic, a very cynical consumerist. Mike is like, you would say that for people would could say take that for a free PR spin, mm-hmm. uh, and. Sure. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, but I just, you know, easy let's for them also to say. Be like, let's also be, like, really real here. Nintendo is not the company that's known for releasing just trash products and yeah. has has never, ever thought twice about delaying a game for quality. I, can yeah. think, I can't think of a Zelda game that hasn't been delayed at least half a year. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, like, because that's why I, I do honestly believe them, just because... If there, if the, the things that Nintendo does, mm-hmm. I guess, don't make sense if they have it, a huge crunch culture that is. I mean, they may still, they may, you know, work too much. Yeah. But uh, I feel like just the the it feels like the management are very willing to give more time to a project that needs it. Yeah. Like especially with something like Metroid Prime Four, like a lot of times, like a lot of a lot of like maybe like a lot of companies would just like just ship, like just crunch it out the door and then just take the L. But like going, it, it's so it's cool you, to uh, see them doing that. I respect it. That. Is you forgot to mention? Uh, there actually was a lot of gameplay footage for this, and it was playable. Uh, Mario Maker Two. That's out, like... Isn't that out, like, any minute now? Like, really soon, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I there's a lot of issues with Mario Maker 2. Like the game looks great, but I don't like how you can't just automatically share your levels with people on your friends list. And I don't like how you can't just hop in and co-op with your friends, though co-op is a feature in the game. There's a lot of, like, Nintendo still doesn't understand the way the internet works types of things wrong with Mario Maker 2. But the game itself looks perfectly good. It looks like a good step up from the first Mario Maker. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very curious to get back into that because I like Mario Maker, so. But as far as E3 takeaways, I think we covered a pretty good amount of ground. I think that is... There was one last surprise game that came out of nowhere. And one more thing. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Did, did you get a look at any of that? Uh, no. Is it like a RP? What is it? Is it? How's the fighting? What's it look like? Okay. It looks like a mix between Budokai and uh, Fighter Z. Okay, the art style is ripped straight from Fighter Z. Like it's okay. the, it's almost the exact same models, and you know what? There is nothing wrong with that, because Fighter Z has peak models. The Fighter Z art is like perfect. So yes, uh, it is an adventure game presented in a three D space. It looked like where you're, it's an action adventure game where you're playing as Goku, like going through life from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So like the and saga to, and stuff. Yeah, it goes through the Saiyan Saga all the way up to the end of the Frieza Saga, it looks like. And, uh, I'll yeah, play this that. Is some uh, Unreal Engine AF uh, flying here. Although, it looks, the art looks correct, at least. Yeah, the, the art looks like it. they're, they're paying attention. Uh, the fight didn't look good. It looks fun. It looks fine. There's not been a Dragon Ball Z adventure game I played that I liked, but this might be it. Maybe. Yeah, this fighting does look pretty fun, so eh, it'll be interesting to see what the what that kind of looks like. Otherwise, yeah, that, uh, I think as you were saying, that that's it. That that was most of the big takeaways from E3 2019. Yeah, and I think uh, I think there's definitely a lot to look forward to. I think especially especially like a Nintendo put out a flex graphic, if you will. Of just mm. all the stuff that they've got coming up, and there's uh, lots of cool things coming to the Switch. There are already lots of cool things on the Switch, but, man, just a very exciting slate there. And, uh, by the way, Sony didn't show up, and, uh, <laughs> that, sure. See you next year. See you. <laughs> all right, do you have any other final thoughts before we cap it off? Guigi is sinful. Oh wow! What? But I love him. You're not. You're not wrong. All right. Just yeah. Well, cool th- Ray, thanks for joining me on our uh, unscripted gaming uh, E3 podcast. Uh, we'll try to have some more uh, stuff throughout the summer, and uh, we'll keep at it. So find us on your usual unscripted gaming uh, channels. Leave us a review. That helps a lot. It does. And I, uh, I almost just said I hope you take care and have a nice day, like I'm at work. But um, yeah, thanks for joining me, Ray, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Peace. Bye.